You're listening to SermonCast, the online preaching ministry of Hope Hull United Methodist Church. Be sure to visit us at hopehullumc.org sermons, where you can subscribe to future episodes of SermonCast and browse our archive of past messages. Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to share a quick story with you um, today, and it's a different lens that I would like for us to look through uh, today's scripture with. See, when I was uh, a young lad, right, Uh, when I was about 13 years old, I um, had the pleasure of working in our family's business. My family had a swimming pool company, okay, and myself, my mother, and my grandmother, we all worked the retail store. So after school, I would get a ride, go all the way to the store and work in the afternoons with my mother and my grandmother. And I got to tell you, it was a, a absolute wonderful time. And the best part was, after uh, work was over, we all went to Meemaw's house to eat dinner. And grandmas know how to cook, right? So it was good. And I'll never forget this, um, because I was sitting there, and my, the phone rang, and, and uh, it was for my mom over at my grandmother's house. And, uh, and I can just remember this scream, just this blood-curling shriek. I'd never heard my mom make this noise before. And, um, and she had said, no, this can't be. What do you mean? This, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. He's not dead. David's not dead. My brother. He'd committed suicide. And I remember just immediately dropping to the ground and just bawling, bawling, crying. And it took a while for us to compose ourselves. And as my grandmother had to drive us over to my brother's house, and we got there, my sister-in-law was there, and family members were there. And I'll never forget this image, just, uh, just how sad and terrible this situation was. You know, to lose a sibling. And it's best to describe it. Life has had cycles, right? Going along, going along, great, everything's great, everything, then all of a sudden, bam, it hits you. Something. Death, divorce, job loss, you name it, something. See, life has cycles. You're going to have something disrupt your life. And the bottom line about today is this. See, seasons of disruption, well, they're opportunities for faithfulness. That's the best time. Think about it. Seasons of disruption are opportunities for faithfulness. And as we look at scriptures today, well, the gospel, the uh, disciples, they got a little disrupted. They did. And Jesus tells them to be on guard, to be alert. So as we get started with the scripture today, I told you I want you to have this type of heart. Think about this as we read through the scripture. Seasons of disruption are opportunities for faithfulness. The other lens I'd like for us to look through is to have the eyes of Jesus. Because in today's scripture... Jesus leaves the, de- the temple, right? And one of the disciples goes, you know, look, Jesus, look. Look at these massive stones. Look how beautiful these things are. 
realize both Jesus and the disciples said, look, just before in Scripture, right before there, see, the disciples, they were all in wonder and awe. But they were looking at different things, okay? When the disciples said, look, and Jesus said, look. The disciples, they're, look at these buildings. This is amazing. I mean, just one of those stones, okay, are about 20 feet tall, about 80 feet long. That's a big rock. That's a big brick. The courtyards. I mean, all the ancient historians wrote about the temple and its beauty. It was considered one of the wonders of the world. Especially, that's a perfectly natural reaction for a countryman from Galilee going to the big city, right? To see this. How awesome it must have been. But Jesus, okay? And this is the lens I want us to look through today as well. Jesus also said, look. Remember last week? He said, look at that poor woman whose self-forgetful sacrifice was far more wonderful than any stone around there. Here's what Scripture says. Again, they were leaving the temple, and the one of the disciples said, Look, look, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. And then Jesus just goes, Do you see all these great buildings? Not stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And they're walking out. I mean, could you imagine the disciples? Their gasp. They had been, it's another one of those, what did Jesus just say? Did you just hear him? Because you've got to understand, the temple was everything to them. It wasn't just where they worshipped. I mean, it was their, their government. Their, it, was, it was everything. The temple was everything. And it was where God was. So again, a little contrast here. They're not with the crowds. It's with four of his disciples. They had to find out what he was talking. What? What? You, you just said this was going to all get destroyed. What did you mean by that? And I also wonder. You know, you, you got to look because they sent the two, the two, two sets of brothers up there. You know, where the disciples going? No, nah, John, Peter, y'all go. No, nah, no, nah, Andrew, you go. No, nah, no. Nah. All right, you two go. Now nah, you two go. All right, we'll go. You know, because they had to find out the truth. And they wanted to know something. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when are these, when's this going to happen? When's this going to What are some signs? How are we going to know? See, because that's how things were done back then. Everything was when and signs. You know, when's, you know Daniel always gave signs. When's, what's a sign? What's a sign? What's a sign? When will we know? So Jesus says to them, again, listen, watch out that no one deceives you. Many is going to come in my name claiming I am he. And they're going to deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed at all. The end is still to come. See, nation is going to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be earthquakes and famines. But you've got to understand, this is just the beginning. These are just birth pains, Okay? But again, you must be on your guard. You catching on here? You'll be handed over 
He tells his disciples, you're going to be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, Jesus, you're going to stand in front of governors and kings as witnesses to them. And all of the gospel must be preached to all the nations. So wherever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time. For it is not you speaking, but it's the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and, and have them put to death. And everyone will hate you because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Again, more signs. Verse 14, he tells us, when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing there, okay, that's actually a reference to Daniel when they had the temple of Zeus, the statue of Zeus built. So Jesus is talking about some, temp some idol that they have in the temple. This, this abomination here that causes desolation. I mean, God's pretty adamant about not having other idols, right? You're going to put one in his house? There it is, standing where it does not belong. Well, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains because of this. Let no one on the housetop go down or enter the house to take anything out. As a matter of fact, let no one go in the field or go back to get their cloak. They're not going to have a chance to, because how dreadful will it be in those days? Especially for the pregnant women and, nurse, and nursing mothers. Pray that this doesn't take place in winter when it's cold. Because those will be days of distress, unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now. And never to be equaled again. The Lord did not cut short these days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he shortened them. And at that time, if anyone says to you, look, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So be on your guard. Wait, there it is again, right? Be on your guard. Watch. Look, I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, following that distress, right here he is quoting Old Testament again, the sun will be darkened and the, the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. The signs that he's looking for. Markers. Remember these, like we said, seasons of disruption are opportunities for faithfulness. You know, I was telling you about uh, my childhood a little bit earlier, uh, the night that uh, my brother passed away. And when I got involved in ministry, you guys actually probably know this fellow because he served here. One of my uh, dear friends and one of my mentors was a gentleman named Reverend Danny Doss. Dear friend. And he was a counselor. And we used to talk about this often. And he says, you know, again, life is full of cycles. We have seasons in our lives, do we not? And there are good times, there are bad times. But in seasons of distress, we need to do something with this. We need to make a choice. 
What are we going to do during this? I mean, nothing's thrown us off this year, has it? Right? And we haven't had any seasons of distress at all this year, right? I mean, this year has been wonderful, right? It has been a little different. But Danny would say, in our lives, we have markers that we need to look for. We need to watch out for. If you know you have a bad season, and I'll give you my example. Mine is, I hated Christmas for the longest time. It wasn't a joyful time of year for me. Christmas Eve was my brother's birthday. I had a hard time celebrating that. My other brother that had passed away, his was the day after Christmas. Again, it wasn't a good time, right? I was always in a bad mood. Everything was always going bad. I couldn't figure it out, and then Danny goes, you know... That time of year, that season, you know that's what your marker is, right? You need to be aware of these things. You need to be watchful. You need to be alert. You need to watch. Seasons of disruption are opportunities for us, for our faithfulness, just like the disciples, okay? Because let me ask you, were they ever, did any of the disciples ever stand before governors and kings as witnesses to Jesus? Absolutely. And the gospel must be preached to all nations. What about whenever you're arrested and brought to trial? Do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say what is given to you at the time, for it's not you speaking, but the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe the Apostle Paul said the exact same thing, didn't he? See, this that Jesus is talking about, this destruction, this apocalypse, he's talking about the destruction of the temple. Because remember, he had just cast judgment on it through the tables. This is God's house. Look what y'all done. He told him flat out, this is over. And here he is telling his disciples all about it. Because then Jesus goes on to say, you know what? As a matter of fact, at that time, at the time when the sun's going to be dark and the moon's going to lose its light, stars will fall from the, all the heavenly bodies will shake, you know what? At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds of the earth and the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens, and now learn this lesson from the fig tree. There he is talking about the fig again. Remember the fig that he cursed? That was the judgment. See this one, this fig, as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, springtime, right? It's budding. You know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, markers, right? You know that it is near, right around the door. So truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I mean, that's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I find comfort in that. That heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus' words never will. 
So again, they ask them, all right, these are the signs. Well, when? When, right? Because we want to know. I'm, I'm kind of a right now person myself. You know, I, I don't have much patience. The day and the hour is unknown. But about that day or hour, no one knows, Jesus says. I mean, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son. Only the Father, he knows. But again, here it is. Be on guard. Be alert. Watch. Look. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a, it's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and, and tells the one at the door to, to keep watch, right? Keep watch. Again. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, don't let him find you sleeping, right? What I say to you, I say to everyone. Again, watch. We have to watch for these markers in our lives. We have to watch and keep a guard and keep look because we know that Jesus is coming. We know. The kingdom of God has already started, remember? That's what the whole gospel of Mark about is the arrival of a kingdom, right? A kingdom uh, inaugurated by Jesus. A kingdom characterized by self-giving love and extravagant mercy. This kingdom has been started already. I mean, so what do we do with this claim? This claim that Jesus is resurrected and he's coming back. Multitudes of Christians no longer look for the coming of Christ in a literal sense. The good news is this, though. The good news. Gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news that echoes back to the book of Isaiah. It's the good news that in Jesus and through his death and resurrection, the God, the God who made the world and the whole cosmos has redeemed this world. And through his spirit, he is redeeming the world. This is going on now. And one day, he will finally redeem the world from all that corrupts and enslaves it, making the new heaven and the new earth, which he promised us. See, the crucified and risen Jesus is the Lord of the world. And to that, I say hallelujah. One day, he will finally redeem the world from all, all of this. And then God is in the process right now with you. He's in the process of recruiting by through his spirit the proclamation of Jesus Christ to the people, us, okay, who will join in and will have to be put right ourselves 
in order to take part of God's plan for this world. Did you hear that? We have to join in and put right ourselves in order to be part of God's plan for this world. This is what we, we talk about when we say we have faith, okay? It inevitably, inevitably having, is, involves having one's life turned upside down and, and inside out and shaken all around, right? Because life has cycles, doesn't it? Mm, going fine, going fine, bam, tragedy. Season. See, the beautiful thing about Scripture in the Bible You know, we used to always, there's a saying in preacher school that, uh, what was it? You know, it's not a book of information, it's a book of transformation. And that's what happens. When we submit to the kingdom of God, to Jesus, and have a relationship with the Father, and the Holy Spirit empowers us, and it takes us, and it transforms. If you're not being transformed by the Holy Spirit, keep reading, Okay. But it transforms us. And sometimes in our lives, in cycles, when it's bad, it shakes us. Turns us upside down. Turns us inside out. Bam. That's what it takes sometimes. The Holy Spirit is working in your life. Think about it this way, okay? Just the announcement, just the words, just the proclamation of saying this. Jesus is the Lord of the world. That alone has the power, that phrase, to stop people in their tracks. That phrase has the power to transform you. Jesus is the Lord of the world. That simple statement. People have been persecuted because of it. People have been killed because of it. We're saved by it. Just that statement right there stops you in your tracks and transforms you. So just like Jesus tells the disciples in this, be on the lookout. Watch. Look. It's coming. It's not no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's coming. It's already been kicked off. Are we going to get caught asleep when the owner of the house comes? Or are we going to be ready? So to you and to me, I say to watch. Let's be on guard. You've been listening to SermonCast, the online preaching ministry of Hope Hall United Methodist Church. If you enjoyed this message, consider sharing it with a few friends. Remember to visit us at hopeholeumc.org sermons and subscribe to get notified when new content is posted. Thanks for listening.